uh, try to best having lived in a lot of different areas. Like, you know, is this, is that's that D person? Is that they're driven, they're direct, they're decisive. They don't, they don't want to mince words. They just want to move on, you know? So I, I kind of naturally pick that up anyway. So my job would be, you know, come in, uh, do the initial consultation. What are your objectives? What are your goals? You know, make sure we got an agent that can help you fulfill that. And then, then, you know, I, I obviously know my teams, you know, their personalities and who's going to be a, be a good fit for them. And then I always, you know, I'm walking through with that agent and the clients through the, through the process as somebody else to, to lean on and, you know, kind of make sure things are, are going well. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I have Jared Lee on the show, and we're going to be talking about how to have business and personal life integration, not just integration in the business and personal life, but also how to integrate with your team. Essentially, how do you be the same person at home you are at work, and how does that tie together? And so I want to go straight into that, Jared, because there's a lot of people right now that have a completely different either life or they don't have a personal life because they're all in a business. Talk to us, what has been your process so far to develop your personal business life integration? Um, yeah, you know, it, as most things, uh, as people, you know, grow, it's because something failed and then you figure out why it, why it failed, right? If you're out of balance in one way or another, you're, you know, I've found your work life, uh, your work balance, uh, if, if it's, if it's out of whack and you're too focused on that, then your personal relationships struggle. And, um, you know, I won't go into too much detail, but if I just kind of look back at all that, um, you know, seeing that struggle that most people go through, um, I just committed myself to figure out what it's going to take to, uh, you know, kind of be that integrated human being or whatever you're going to call it to where, uh, you know, your life is your life. It's not your business life. It's not your business, your personal life. It's, it's a life. And, you know, people, clients that you're working with are, you know, friends, not just, you know, clients, they're not just numbers or transactions. So um, that's been my focus just to, you know, uh, keep that, that holistic idea. Yeah, I have a mentor that told me like, there's no such thing as time management, right? There's choice management. And so essentially, like a lot of times people don't have a balanced life because they're, they're fixated on one goal. So for you, how do you differentiate the different goals that are in your life? And, and how do you determine what integration is? Yeah, um, you know, the goals uh, are pretty simple once you, you put it all together, right? If, in my personal life, I want to make friends. In my business life, I want to make friends, you know? how do you treat friends? How do you treat customers that are becoming friends? I mean, over time, it's just become uh, much simpler because you're treating everything kind of the same. You're not, you know, going to work and having all this structure and, and um, you know, time blocking and uh, things that are typically thought that you need to do to, to implement business. Um, but it's just become very personal in kind of all aspects of, of what I do. Um, so I don't have to take off, you know, take off one hat and put another on. Yeah. So, okay. So let's dive in this a little bit. So friends that you have personally might be like, in, in a way it might be a little bit different, right? In the sense that like, I want to hang out and joke around and do this, but it's like, do you have to place limiting? Like, I can't take you on as a client because we couldn't be friends. Like how, how much does a client have to become like the, the buddies you hang out with at home? Um, yeah, so uh, I would say it's what they like to do and, and uh, 
uh, does it does it align with what I like to do? Are, are they into mountain biking? Are they into snowboarding? Are they, you know, do they shoot pool? I, I don't know what it, whatever it is that they do, you know, uh, just as with any friends, there's an alignment with that. Um, but you know, I, I like to do a lot of different things, so I typically find some synergy, some common, uh, you know, theme of what we like to do, and I, I just do more of that. Love it. Just like you would do with a friend, right? You meet somebody and you talk about what you do and don't like to do. And you're like, oh, man, this, this would be a great person to hang around with and do these things with. So, you know, I do that with both clients and, and friends. And it just so happens that they clients typically become friends. That's awesome. And so essentially it's through your hobbies. It's through the interest that you're gaining these clients. How does that carry on through the marketing? Is there a specific marketing that goes into that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of, uh, you know, what I do is things that I like to do that other people like to do uh, mountain bike, you know, riding, uh, we'll I'll always throw it out there, you know, former clients, now friends and say, do you want to go for a mountain bike ride? You know, I've got certain clients, I, I like to watch, go to movies. So I have client appreciation events around movies. And, you know, uh, I like to, to eat and socialize and, you know, whatnot. So we're going to have a client appreciation event here uh, this weekend, where we have, you know, at a park, and we're having disc golf and pickleball and, and a lot of uh, you know, it's on the seventh, not the fifth, but Cinco de Mayo client appreciation, have some food. So, you know, it's just kind of things I like to do that my friends and clients like to do and just bring it all together. So that's that kind of integration that I'm talking about. It's just, it's just one life. It's not com compartmentalized. It just seems in my experience, in my past, compartmentalizing all that seemed disjointed and kind of uncomfortable and awkward. But now over time where it's just a life, and you do the same things and you're just, you know, helping out clients as if you were to help out a friend. And then essentially your, your family gets wrapped into that, right? I mean, like your, either your family's yeah. going mountain biking, your family's going to the movies. It just all gets tied in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one. So as far as like, how do you determine, like, cause I mean, this can really like get crazy. I mean, I, I think about, you know, myself, I have four kids. I have like a couple friends any more than that. Like I can't get to them. Like, how, how are you balancing? Like, I mean, if you're building 30 friends a year, how do you balance? Like, how do you like live uh, and make it all work? Yeah, well, uh, so my kids are all uh, grown up. They're all adulting on their own. Um, I, I know I have a, now a girlfriend and she has a 10 year old. So my life is pretty simple, uh, generally speaking. So I can, you know, uh, uh, contribute or, you know, give all that time, you know, to those people. And, uh, again, I just keep in touch. If I'm going to do something, I kind of do it at scale. You know, I, I invite, you know, a uh, half dozen, dozen people to go play disc golf, you know, instead of just me and one other friend, it's just, it's usually with a lot of people around. So uh, my habits, my activities happen to be stuff that you can do with a lot of, a lot of people if they want to, if they want to go. Which is really cool. I mean, because like, Sales can be one-to-one, -one, marketing's one-to-many. So essentially you are strategically doing your friends groups in a way where you can multiply that, that effect. So you're hanging out with 10, 20, 30 people at a time. That's really, really smart. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do it's you, fun. Do you enjoy <laughs> a group setting more than a one-to-one -one setting? Um, I wouldn't say more. Um, I really enjoy a one-to-one, face-to-face, a very profound you know, thought provoking conversations, whether it's about politics, religion, child rearing, what, whatever it might be like that. Uh, I really love those. 
Um, but I also like being in a group setting just with a, a just a bunch of like-minded people having a, having a good time. So, you know, uh, yeah, I don't prefer one over the other. Cool. Yeah. So you're building your team. Um, and so tell us, tell us about how, like, what is your path? What is the process to get your team humming at the same level? Yeah, well, first uh, we had to, you know, come up with what our focus is and what our priorities are, you know, get your mission statement. Uh, you got your vision statement, um, you know, collapse it. You know, you have the the longer statement, you collapse it down to a word. Um, and then you, you just focus on that and make sure everybody's on the same page, doing the same things for the same reasons. Um, and then, you know, at, at a team level, you're, you're branding something bigger than yourself. Hence, you know, my home connection, MHC Realty. Um, and that's so you can create a platform where all the agents, you know, have uh, a platform to, to build synergy off of, uh, you can scale off of, things like that. So this last half a year has been kind of transitioning, you know, out of that personal business that I was doing to do something uh, at a larger scale. We're now six agents, myself and, and five others. Uh, we're all like-minded. We're all, you know, servant-hearted. We want to just serve our community, uh, just take really good care of people that are looking to, to buy and sell homes and, you know, make friends. So, you know, we all very much think alike, uh, which makes it easy. And it's not thinking about ourselves, it's thinking about others. Um, so at, at this point, I'd say, you know, I'm, I'm highly optimistic about a, a good core foundation. And now we're building all the platforms and kind of going back to corporate America, the things I was avoiding, like, you know, polishing up a CRM, you know, and, and you know, um, all the back office stuff and things like that, right? Because now it's not just me, it's, it's a half a dozen people. So let's get down to the nuts and bolts of this. So, you know, if, if, if it's a new agent coming in or a new investor that wants to build these relationships, is it, is it literally just like, hey, I'm going to be either in a movie, on a mountain bike, you know, like all day long, and I'm just constantly inviting people? Like, what is the, the process that you use as like your sales or marketing funnel? Um, yeah, it's, it's more of a, of a slow, progressive thing. It's not a, like, I'm not going to throw it at you. Um, obviously, you know, uh, salespeople say it's building rapport, um, but, you know, I'd call it building friendships. So it's that process of, you know, what, you know, what do you like to do? What are you passionate about? What, what are your priorities and looking for that alignment? And once you find that alignment, I mean, you almost, you can almost find any alignment with somebody, you know, that you can connect with. Uh, a lot of mine is outdoor activity, you know, living in Idaho, recreation's a, mm. a major thing here. So, you know, most people are, you know, riding the green belt, walking the green belt up on the mountain, whether they're mountain biking or, you know, skiing or snowboarding. So it's it's pretty easy to find that that alignment and then just grow that uh, aspect of what you, you connect with yeah. and then just fostering that. So, so as far as like activity metrics, so like generally, like if someone's, you know, running like, you know, uh, they're calling expired or for sale by owners, they're like, oh, I need to make a hundred dials a day in, in relationship building metrics, how many activities should they be doing a day or a week to, to make sure they're like, let's say their goal was 50 transactions a year and they're newer to the business. How, what, mm -hmm. how much of these things should they be doing to be successful? Yeah, I would say uh, easily, you know, once a week, you know, maybe even two or three times a week could be small stuff, could be big stuff. But, you know, on an average, like I said, you know, qu a quarterly, you know, larger scale client appreciation events, um, you know, every couple of weeks, hey, me and a couple of people are going to go do this, 
you want to go along, um, you know, some more intimate stuff like clients. Hey, you know, uh, just a husband and wife team. Hey, do you want to go out to dinner? You know, uh, just socializing, spending time together, you know, eating food together, enjoying, you know, the activities or, you know, whatever it is. So I would just say, you know, if you can do that a, a couple of times a week, you know, I would say that would beget that uh, momentum. And then, of course, you know, you have to far exceed a client's expectations for them to want to use you again or refer you business. So you get that experience, you show them, you know, what you're all about and how you do it and that you're all about their best interest. And then, you know, as we all know, you ask for more business, you know, but you walk that fine line of, oh, he's not just hanging out with me to ask me for more business. You know, it's you built a good friendship that says they would want to help me out. Like if you ask, hey, do you have any friends or family, you know, that I could help? They're like, yeah, I'm glad you asked. You know, I'd love to help. Not, uh, you know, great. I got to come up with a couple of names. So, you know, just the process, I guess. Love it. So I want to keep diving in the process because there's a lot of times like when people get in new agents, the questions they ask me is like, well, okay, yeah, build more relationships, but how do I do it? And so you got some relationships going. Now, are you getting all your new relationships off of referrals from the existing friendships? Are you going on like Instagram and like hashtagging like mountain biking? How do you, how do you grow the amount of people that you have in your world? Yeah, so it's been uh, uh, probably contrary to the way most agents are doing it these days. Uh, it's been really organic uh, for me uh, because I'm a little older. The whole you know social media and all that kind of stuff. I, I've just been fighting that for the longest time. Uh, but now we got our YouTube channel up, putting uh, content out there. Got a uh, podcast, you know, uh, a weekly podcast going on now, and really starting to uh, lean into the social media stuff. But but really, that is about doing more of what I'm already doing. You know, it's inviting, it's it's getting the exposure of the people out there to say, hey, we're doing all these things. Yeah, we'd love to help you with real estate. But by the way, this is really what we enjoy doing. Do you want to come do this with us? Yeah. So just getting more more exposure, I guess. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Love it. Is there any like uh, psychographics? And by that, I mean like personality is like when, when you're looking for someone who's like, hey, I want to be mountain biking with business owners or I want to be mountain biking with 
people of this type of personality? Is there any of that or is it just whoever shares the same hobbies is good to go? No, I, I would say everybody's good to go. Um, my dad was Navy, so we moved every three years. So the one positive that I took out of that uh, is everybody's so different, you know, and I, I, I like that. I, you know, I like having a conversation with this person that's this way and this mindset and these priorities, and then yet talk to somebody completely different and get an understanding of their worldviews and, you know, what drives them and, and all that. And, uh, you know, that group of half a dozen of us that go out or whatever could be drastically different. And that, I'm okay with that. You know, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So <laughs> awesome. Which is probably why you're loving the podcast. Uh, cause you get a sense of connecting with different thoughts and views. Like tell us a little bit about your podcast. Like what's the vision for it and, uh, how do you see it playing into your real estate business? Yeah, um, actually, uh, uh, another agent, uh, Dr. Bledsoe, kind of approached me about the idea, and I'd been thinking about it anyway. And uh, he's just got one of those voices, you know, in the and one of those personalities. And, and then, you know, I have this this building here with this podcast room, so we're like, yeah, let's let's start it out and let's you know share our personality that that share education. Uh, let's you know, let's just have some fun with it, and you know, we, we, we started progressing down that path and then we're like, okay, you know, now we got to structure it a little bit more so that folks don't feel like we're just you know, rambling or what have you. And which is interesting because that's probably what I'm doing now, but, um, <laughs> you know, it, uh, we try to walk a fine line of, 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 like I said, sharing our personality, who we are, what we're about and, but yet delivering a lot of value in, um, you know, what people are listening to. Oh, that was worth, really worth my time. One, it was fun. And, and, you know, two, I picked up a lot of stuff. So it's transitioning from kind of that informal to more to more formal. Um, but really, we want that place for people to go to that just want real answers, honest answers, you know, not being a sales pitch. Uh, we'll tell you the good, the bad, the ugly, not just, you know, the fluff and, you know, um, un, uh unnecessary stuff, I, you know, anyway, yeah, that's where it's at now. Anyway, it's, it's evolving. Well, it's interesting because I think the multifamily real estate agents and investors, they get podcasts more than real estate agents do because like they know that, okay, maybe you make money from your podcast. Maybe you don't, but the reality is, is what you do make money off of is the credibility that the podcast builds, right? People are investing like crazy with them in their syndication deals. And so like, that's one, I think one of the values is, is it gives you value. Like, when we're following up with people, a lot of times it's like, well, what, what do I send them? Right. Maybe that's not a problem for you because you're just sending them invites to really cool things that you're doing, but it's like, what, what items of value can I send? But you're producing items of value, which keeps an evergreen cycle of things that you can send their way. Yeah. These are conversations that I've had, you know, over the last what 17 or 18 years that I've repeated over and over and over again, uh, which is fine. I don't mind doing it, but uh, you know, to, for them to listen to a half an hour conversation that's very content rich, uh, that just addresses a lot of their needs. Um, and, you know, we may have talked about it before that, or maybe even again after that or, or whatever, um, but it can really kind of reinforce things, right? As, as you're buying, even though you talk about it once, you're like, oh, well, you know, what was that again? And how did that go? And the podcast just, just helps somebody to sit back at their leisure, uh, you know, and uh, in their time. And just kind of listen through it, maybe jot down some questions or what have you and say, hey, I know you talked about this, but that brought up another question. Um, so really, it's just that kind of value uh, uh, position. 
and then really also trying to communicate the personality and the servant, uh, you know, the service mentality that we have so that the community can, can see that. Well, and it's such a perfect thing too, because you get a question, you do it in a podcast episode. And especially if you create the podcast episode in such a way where it's, it's conducive for creating more questions, the questions then begin to drive all your content moving forward, right? That's sometimes if you're doing a podcast solo or with the same person every week, it can be hard to think of ideas, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. How, how often are you doing a podcast episode and getting more questions? Is like every time, most of the time? Um, yeah, so we're only, we've only posted a dozen now. So mm-hmm. we're not, we're not found or anything. You know, what the people that we're that are viewing are people that we're sending to it. So we're, we're not getting a lot of the comments and stuff. But absolutely to your point, that's, that's our, our hope is that as people begin to comment, like, oh, what about this? What about that? It just begins to, to drive it. Uh, there's so much about real estate. And the ins and outs, the pros and the cons, what to watch out for, you know, uh, I would perceive we've got a lot of content for quite some time just to get the basics out there. And then we're hoping that the community will then feed us the the nuance, the specific questions that, that, that they have. Yeah, totally. Well, and first of all, kudos to you. I mean, I've talked to some really like serious podcasters, like we've hit 300 episodes. And so, you know, we've been doing it for a little while, but like, I just remember being shocked at the beginning when they're like, if you hit 10 episodes, you're like in the top 10%, like 10 episodes. So you guys are already in the top 10%. So kudos to you guys. Uh, It's crazy, isn't it? Like, like people sticking to an idea for a long time in business is not, not common these days. So tell me a little bit about being, so your dad was in the Navy. Um, I have a tremendous Mm -hmm. amount of my family's in the Navy. So I'm really curious to get your take you said that one positive thing. Were the rest not positive, or like what were maybe some other things you learned growing up in a Navy family? Oh yeah, well, as with most things, there's positives and, and negatives. You know, I I, uh, I really appreciate meeting natives here in Idaho um, because I'm, I'm I've never lived in one place very long, so to hear people have lifelong friends and, and know the the total ins and outs of every nook and cranny of the area. I mean, you know, Boise's not that big. Um, you know, part of me really would have liked to have had that life because uh, I just haven't had lifelong friends. You, you move all the way across the country or even internationally, and it's just hard to maintain that. Um, but I got exposed to a lot of different culture, a lot of different food, a lot of different recreation. I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of the countryside here in the U.S. and, and been overseas. So, you know, those are positives that I have that people that are natives here, you know, maybe they've never known anything different than Idaho. <laughs> so. so, so a person who's been all over the country. So you, you've obviously settled down in, in Boise. Like what particularly about Boise do you love the most? Oh, you know, it is the, 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 the culture, the recreation and the, um, it, Oh man, it's it's hard to articulate. Um, it's a combination of a, of a lot of different areas that that I've been, um, but more perfect than any one of them. For example, I've lived in Arizona. Uh, this was after my dad was in the Navy, obviously, uh, <laughs> uh, and it was just you know two seasons: summer and hot summer. Right, exactly. You know, uh, lived up in the you know the the Seattle area, and it was always rainy. You know, but now we have all four seasons here. So I now appreciate all four seasons. You know, that's so that's just kind of my example of seeing a lot of different areas 
and then come here and, you know, see enough diversity in, in weather and climate and food and, you know, uh, things like that. So I just, uh, I have a high degree of appreciation for Idaho um, because of all the things that it, that it brings to the table. And obviously, you know, Idaho is a highly desirable uh, place to live now. The secret's been out for a minute and it's not dying down at all. So we just love to share the secret. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Like it's, uh, it's interesting because you've got four seasons, but they're not, none of them are too brutal. Um, and then Correct. I, I loved when I went there, like it's clean. It's a clean city. Yep. Um, and those are, yep. you know, I mean, especially coming from California, those aren't as common here. Um, and I've been to a few other, you know, big cities across the country and they're not as common there either. So, yeah, yeah, we've got no, no real natural disasters, maybe fires a little bit. Uh, we do really don't have pests here. Like I've also lived in Minnesota. My dad was a Navy recruiter out there and, you know, their mosquitoes are helicopters. Um, but we don't, we don't really have pests here. We get flies a little bit, you know, in the fall, but anyway, so I, again, I can just appreciate kind of all the different, uh, positive negatives of all the places I've lived and Boise just is that sweet spot of all that together. Yeah. And do you think that like growing up in a Navy family and not really having roots anywhere is what gave you the desire when you hit Boise to be like, I am building my business off of deep relationships? Oh, you know, that's, that's an interesting thought. You know, you know, I, I'd, I'd have to say yes, because again, when I talk to natives, people that have been here a long time, they're like, oh yeah, I've known them since grade school. Like, man, like you've got to have just a phenomenal relationship. Clearly you're still friends. So, you know, you must know every kind of uh, aspect of, of that person. That, that seems, that's very intriguing to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I find myself really wanting to kind of dig into that and kind of make up for lost time now that I'm here. I've been here 26 years now. Um, so, you know, You've I feel almost a, while, a native. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there for a while. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's a good amount of time. So, you're building the team. Like what are some of the major things that you're working on now in your life and business? Um, in regard to building the team yeah. or just life in general? Uh, yeah. Let's start with the team. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the CRM, you know, kind of that foundation of, you know, how it is that we, we stay in touch with our, with our clients and, you know, the goings on and all that. Um, that's a, that's a, a massive undertaking right now. Um, and then we, you know, we're, we're trying to get ahead of what we're hoping is that when we do get that exposure and we're hoping that people like what they see in the way of our personalities on our social media and our podcasts and all that. And, you know, as they're, you know, coming to us and, uh, we're partnering them up with uh, a very much like-minded agent. One of the things we, we really try to specialize in is, you know, all agents can be good, but the personality fits not, might not be there. So when we, you know, client does come to us, it's not only, you know, hey, what area of town are you looking in? What type of home? What are the schools? Like, what's your priorities? Um, and, and is that agent able to help you with that? But is there a good personality fit there? You know, my home connection came out of, you know, this, this, uh, this desire to give that connection point of uh, where people come to, to, to find that. And hopefully in a very healthy way where you are assured you're getting the experienced agent in what you do, but then also a, a personality mesh, not that was a miserable experience because it went bad, but I, we didn't click with that agent at all. So we, we're, we're, you know, we try our best to, to make that 
connection. And that's a real thing. <laughs> I mean, like being an agent, like there's some people that want you to be a bulldog and there's some people that want you to be relational. And there's like, like the needs of the person can be so diverse. Um, you know, it's like, obviously you strive for hundred percent amazing transactions in real estate, but if you've done it more than a hundred, you usually know, like, like if you just, if you're the same every time, it's not going to go the same every time. Um, so I think yeah. that's really good insight. Um, and then, and then do you think it'll be up to the team to decide if they're a good fit or do you think you'll kind of look in as a team leader and decide, okay, this person goes to this agent? Yeah, my, uh, you know, I, I know enough about personality, um, assessments and things like that. I think a big one in, in real estate industries, disc, the ISC. So, you know, and I can, um, I'm a, I'm a student of, of people. Um, so I, I, I just kind of naturally, uh, try to best having lived in a lot of different areas. Like, you know, is this, is this that D person? Is that they're driven, they're direct, they're decisive. They don't, they don't want to mince words. They just want to move on, you know? So I, I kind of naturally pick that up anyway. So my job would be, you know, come in, uh, do the initial consultation. What are your objectives? What are your goals? You know, make sure we got an agent that can help you fulfill that. And then, then, you know, I, I obviously know my teams, you know, their personalities and who's going to be a, be a good fit for them. And then I always, you know, I'm walking through with that agent and the clients through the, through the process as somebody else to, to lean on and, you know, kind of make sure things are, are going well. Amazing. What is your vision for your business for the next 12 to 18 months? Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I got a challenge, uh, yeah. from a, a previous podcast that I did. Uh, and it was, it was, a, it was an LO, um, and she just disbanded her old team. She was a very high producing, uh, uh, office and she just tore it all back down and was, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I kind of got the sense that she was, uh, not very optimistic about teams. <laughs> and here I was growing a team and, um, you know, she kind of made the comment, um, you know, uh, odds are that not everybody's going to stick and, you know, the personalities are tough and all that. So I'm a pretty competitive person. So I took that as a challenge. Nice. So in these 12 months, uh, my goal is, um, that this team, I'd like to have another follow on conversation, uh, you know, with her about how things went and I can certainly follow up with you as well, yeah. but I'd love to say, all of the agents are still here. They're wildly successful. We've got raving clients, um, you know, just, just kind of beat the odds, I guess, as it were, because she's right. It's tough, right? Especially in this industry. Um, well, and, you know, sales for sure, this industry for sure. And you kind of merge all that. It, it's tough to get a, a group of people together that work well together, take good care of people and, um, and that stay together. Yeah, it really is. I mean, because it's like, if they're not making enough money, they'll leave. If they're making a yep. lot of money, oftentimes the split and renegotiations, they leave. they leave. And so, and it's like, well, do you want to be the team leader that's going to keep them in this exact income range? Right. Or do you feel guilty about like not letting them explode? Right. And so it's like, you know, I think the great team leaders, are the ones that they create the opportunity as big as it possibly can be, and they just try and grow with it. But yeah, I mean, and then there's also the question, do you take on new agents or do you take on lightly seasoned agents? Like all of those, I, I would say like the one thing I probably have in common with her is the fact that like, it's a, it's a very intricate process. Like, I think you really have to be in love with team building for it, to, for it to make sense. Um, 
You know, if, yeah. if, if you're the, just the doer type, like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a DI, I just want to make a lot of money. Oftentimes, like the general real estate layout is probably not the right fit. But if you're a lover of people and, and that's really what you love, then it can be pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you just hit the, the nail on the head. I mean, I, I'm not that agent. Uh, I struggle to know my, my, my numbers per se, yeah. because it's about relationships. So when somebody asks me, I, I got to really kind of dig deep on it. Um, and the agents, you know, that, that are on the team, I'm always, and the, the fortunate part is that the ones that are on the team now aren't money driven kind of naturally anyway, but even if there's that inclination, uh, I try to work it out of it. Like that is not the focus. It is not to make money. It's to serve people. Money's a byproduct of that um, because it does beget what you're talking about. I'm either not making enough or making too much and I'm going to go elsewhere so that I can make make more. But, you know, what I'd like, you know, to help build is wildly successful agents, both in life and in finances with a culture that they would say, there's no way I would leave this team. I don't care if I make more money. Yeah. I love the way that we do business. I love why we do it. Um, I, I'm really financially well off and yeah, I could make money elsewhere, but I'm never going to find this again. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I would love to hear in a year from now what the status is like, and not just like whether or not you, yeah, whether or not you achieved it, but what happened, right? I mean, it's like, what did you learn? Because there's going to be challenges. There's going to be some successes. Mm -hmm. You're going to determine in a year if you want to do another year of it, or if, you, if it's, if it is your path. Uh, but Jared, thank you so much for coming on, sharing about your life and your business. And I really love the approach about just building friendships that are also your clients. Um, I think there's a lot of people that can benefit from that. So guys, if you're listening, write down something you learned from today, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day, before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 